What up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Sports. On this episode, we are doing the Monday Mailbag. The Monday Mailbag is back in action. NBA season underway, XFL season underway, big John Jones fight. A lot to get into, so let's get it. Blue Wire. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. It's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Sedlin from Snapback Sports on Snapchat. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, Sunday night. How you doing? Sunday evening, but I mean, better question is, how are you doing? A little hungry over there? I am a little hungry. 24-hour fast. Just do it every once, every two or three weeks. Um, we're kind of like... We're kind of like the podcast for just niche random diets between your one week vegan, this random fasting, which is just mind boggling to me. And I, I might I might partake in a little 30 day challenge myself. OK, well, you said not till April. So that's a teaser. But we'll get more into that after uh, the big dance, March Madness, etc. Just a reminder, if this is your first time tuning in or you've been here before, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. That way you get notified when we drop pods. Make sure you give us a five-star rating, review, and share with your friends because we want the pod to grow. We've had some fun guests on, so that's just my little bag from the fam. So Share it with your mother, your mother's mother, your mother's dog. Share it with everyone, man. Let's get this thing popping. Facts. Let's get right. into it. Let's get into so, it. So for the fam, Monday Mailbag is back. Um, let's kick it off. <clears throat> Excuse me. Barrett right J. There, buddy? Po- yeah, I'm a little hungry. <laughs> Barrett J. Polson asked NBA Finals prediction at the mid season point, obviously All Star weekend coming up on Friday. I'll be in Chicago. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one first. I'm okay, gonna take go this for one it. first. So uh this NBA season for me hasn't been going to plan. Um I know you were you weren't really hype on the Lakers train. Um, but you were hype on the Sixers train, as was I. It seemed like in the beginning of the season, it was really just the Bucks at the Sixers and then everybody else. But, I mean, Miami's having an amazing year. Toronto's having a better year than they did last year somehow. And then there are the Philadelphia 76ers, who were my preseason prediction to go to the NBA Finals. And I really believe that. It wasn't biased at all. I thought we matched up with the best with the Bucks, and I still think we do. I think we match up the best with the Bucks in the Eastern Conference to give them a fight. But you might have to take a seat for this one, Jack. <laughs> I am not predicting the 76ers to go to the finals. Really? Whether I Is this a spite prediction or just a genuine... I, I'm very, very angry at them. Okay. Very angry at them. But, I mean, listen. I can't sit here and spew, like, just biased stuff about the Sixers. Like, I still think they have a chance. But there's nothing in my power right now that can pick against the, the Milwaukee Bucks. They're forty three and seven. They're on pace for forty five and seven. What? No, they're yeah. not. They're, yeah, I'm they looking are. at it right now. I, I'm looking at forty five and seven. Let me hit the refresh button. Maybe they got two wins in the past ten minutes. <laughs> forty five and seven, Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> um, so that's how good most... they are. They can win two games in yeah, the span exactly. of three so minutes. Exactly. So I don't. 
Yeah, I don't know how you can pick against a team that can win that quickly. <laughs> but listen, man, they got the MVP. They've got the second best player in the world in Giannis. And the Sixers are struggling. They they can't find their identity. Made a few moves at the deadline. Um, I know I'm focusing on the Bucks and the Sixers, but there's three other teams right there. It's the Raptors, Celtics, and Heat. Cuties. Cuties, cuties, cuties. That's all I see them as. And in the West? Then, all right, before you move to the West then, you say they're cuties, then what do you consider the Sixers? I know you match up with them, and I know you have a lot of talent, and I know you're picking the Bucks to get to the finals. But if you're putting those in that category, then the Sixers are right there along with them right now. You can't deny that. No, because no, because the Sixers, I wish the Sixers were cuties, Jack. Because in order to be a cutie, you have to seem good on the outside. Like like the Raptors are 39 and 14, they're six and a half back. Like they're they're going to win 55 plus games and then they're going to fall short because they're not built for that playoff run that they don't have Kawhi anymore. So, if the Sixers were a 2 seed or a 3 seed right now and people didn't believe them, then they're a cutie, but Jack, they stink. They freaking stink. You have to be somewhat good in the regular season. So where do you to place to be them? Above or below those three teams, Raptors, Celtics, and... In terms of what? In terms of you have contenders, cuties, and the Sixers. Where do you put the Sixers? You have they're, that cat. You just... There, there you go. You just said it. Okay. Contenders, they're below. Cuties. They're even below No, Raptors. no, 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 no. There's no, there's no power rankings here, right? Okay, gotcha. It's the Bucks and then everyone else. But listen, I'm not going to sit here and hit the panic button on the Sixers. I think they can figure it out. But... I just can't I can't predict them to go to the finals right now the way that they're playing. But also anyway, before you move to the West, I want to give a shout out though. to the Pacers. They are struggling three and seven in the last ten, but still thirty one and twenty two. I think they're built, you know, to play well in the playoffs, have two two all stars. I would just like keep an eye on them because what's really gonna come down to it in the East is matchups. And who lands 4-5, and who has to play each other 4-5, and then who matches up well against each other. So don't rule the Pacers out just quite yet. I'm going yet to. I'm going of advance, to. Of advancing in a first round. Sure, they can. Uh, yeah, sure, they can. Even maybe. as like a 60, though. That's my point. Is like they, I actually think these Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be so fun. Yeah, they should be. Like with the, that top six teams, I don't think there's a single matchup like maybe Indiana, Milwaukee, like Milwaukee and the teams that I would be shocked if they lost in seven games, like Boston versus Miami, Toronto versus Boston, Boston versus Indiana. Like I think anything can happen. Um, But nonetheless, to the West, I'm going with the Lakers, man. Listen, I understand the whole, the Clippers have 10 deep that they can play. We talked about last episode, like I don't care about depth. They have the coaching. Um, They have everything. They have a champion already. They have another superstar. But, dude, I mean, maybe it's naive. I do think the Clippers are the better team, but you can't it's pay naive. me to pick. Okay. Because I'm just telling you. You can't pay, pay me to pick against two top five players in the NBA. I, and I totally get that. And if the other three players on the floor were, like, anywhere in the realm of competent, I get it. But okay, the, let's, let's not exaggerate. Dude, I'm telling you, the, the drop-off, obviously they're two top five players, but the <laughs> drop-off is, like, disturbing, and here's the difference, okay? We agree that the 10 deep doesn't matter, but when you shorten to 8, the drop-off between LeBron versus Kawhi Leonard, eh, obviously LeBron a better passer, you can call him the best player in the world, say whatever you want. The drop-off, though, 
Like, the, Kawhi's the finals MVP. The drop-off between right. AD and Paul George... Is okay. bigger. Is bigger. May, yeah, definitely a bigger drop-off. But the difference in Harrell and Lou Will and Shamit and Beverly and all those... Are you really going to sit here and try and tell me that Landry Shamit's any better, if like that much better, than a Danny Green? Dan, well, so. Shamit's off the bench. He's their number eight. I'm talking about right, the start. Right. Marcus Moore... Like, I'm telling you, dude, the point guard play... Outside of LeBron, like Rondo has been brutal. KCP has brutal. been just so up and Danny Green. It's funny you mention him, and obviously you can bank on him more in the playoffs. But he hasn't it's been very little, good. Yeah. He yeah. hasn't been great. And he's still shooting thirty eight percent from three. Yeah, he's a good player. But those centers, like they're good in theory and they're fun to watch. But like when they play real players, they play Harrell and they get Zubat. Like it's it's not a great matchup. And I just think they're too complete of a team. Dude, they are thirty. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you want to tell me the record. or You want me to do it? Thirty-six and sixteen. They're three and a half games back of the Lakers. That is correct. That is the and, correct record. And their starting lineup has played four games together. And it's not one of those like they're super injured and stuff. Like it's straight load management. They're going to be healthy for the playoffs, as we can see. Like I would assume. And it's just, I think they're the better team. So, you go Lakers. It's also, it's also two very interesting teams. It's like, I kind of think about it in a way of the Niners and the Chiefs. Hang with me with this one. Um, because they're two totally different styles, right? The Clippers can go, and they just added, they added Mook Morris. So, they can go, they're going to go five out, essentially. Like, their closing lineup probably won't have Zubak in it, whereas the Lakers are are going to try and beat you with their size and aggression and down low with AD, with the JaVale McGee's, the LeBron, the Dwight Howard, even though JaVale and Dwight probably won't play in the playoffs that much. But, like, <laughs> very two different stylistic teams, which is interesting. Would I be shocked if the Clippers obviously won in seven, a seven-game series? No, but, I mean, when it comes down to it in the playoffs, I'm rolling with I'm rolling with the superstars. I'm rolling with the top heavy. So I'm I got just... Lakers-Bucks right now. Okay. I have Clippers, Bucks. I think, like you said, you can't really pick against the Bucks right now. No. I know that they're going to jam pack the paint when it comes to playoff time, but that Raptors team—they were the champs, and they were a really good team. It's not as easy as we think. That Raptors I, team was the champs. This correct. one is was not the champs. Correct. They're missing Kawhi Leonard, their best there player. We go. But before we move on, I do want to mention. I'm all in on the Rockets. Like, I am absolutely obsessed with what Daryl Morey did and what D'Antoni's accepting. Uh, before, you, uh, before you keep going, sorry, interrupt. Just got an alert on my phone. This is live breaking news. The Mookie trade is complete. Two-way two deal? Um, yeah, I think the Twins are out. I'm looking at it. Okay. Um, Big trade for the Dodgers. They should, Anyway. I mean, they'll be the NFL. You're in on Rockets small ball. Yeah, I am all in on the Rockets. All what I see is similar to what we saw in the NFL this year is you built a system around Lamar Jackson, you knew he's a special talent, and that resulted in fourteen wins. Could I see the exact same thing happening in the NBA? They build the system and then they go cold for a few games. That is the difference though. Is the Ravens they lost one game, that's how football goes. The NBA, like 
they're analytically driven. They're numbers driven. They're saying we're going to shoot threes at a higher clip. That's going to so be like every. So it's like if you think about it, so it's like every sport nowadays with the analytics. No, 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 absolutely. But my point Nerds is are taking over our our love. Nerds my, are taking over. <laughs> my point is in the NFL, analytics like can sometimes get misconstrued because it's a single game and the sample size is too small. Over the course of seven games, you have seven times the chance to show that your numbers are going to be more effective in the long term. So. Am I going with the Rockets are going to win it all? No, because I think that they're going to get matched up with the Clippers in the conference finals or in the round before, and that's where it's going to kind of fall apart because the Clippers can play five out and just do it better than the Rockets. Whereas I think the Rockets could take down a team like the Lakers. We saw them do it already. I think it unlocks Russell Westbrook, which was awesome to watch. He was an MVP, triple-double machine, and now he gets – Free driving lanes. He can either get Same with deep. James Harden. Same yeah, with James gets, Harden. Harden gets doubled less. But for Russ, the difference was in the shoot the threes offense, he was kind of being put in the corner when he was playing off of Harden, and he had to shoot. And if he was driving, he's driving in traffic. Now, they're five out. He can drive to the restricted area, either take a layup on a one-on-one matchup that he's going to win Dang a lot of, or kick it out, which he was doing. Right. So. Every game now actually might come down to the play of Russell Westbrook, which is like probably not a great thing. Yeah, that's and that hasn't proved to that hasn't proved to work out. It hasn't, but he's never been put in this system, and I really like the look of it. And I think what you give up is like, all right, yes, the Rockets are going to give up easy buckets to Anthony Davis and Javale McGee and Dwight. There's no doubt about it. But trading twos for threes, and it just. It's more about appearance and the mental. Like, when you give up right. a layup, it hurts, right? But then if you just understand, okay, they got a layup this time, but if we get a stop this time, two points and two possessions, we need to hit a single three in one possession, in in those same two possessions, and you're netting plus one. I love it. Good math. I'm all, Good math. I'm all in on it. I just think it's going to be a matchup thing, and they might lose the Clippers. I, but I love that they actually built a system for yeah, their talent, right? I, I would like to talk about that <laughs> because I, I very much commend Daryl Morey. He realized what he had. He for the, It seems like the fourth time with like this Rockets team, right? He just like pushed all of his poker chips in and went all in with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so building your team around your franchise cornerstones is something I commend. It's something that... I wish my team would do, right, with the Sixers and Ben and Joel. But nonetheless. I don't know what system they they could make, but continue. Anyway, um, I think, I mean, I think this whole Rockets thing, this small ball, is really fun. And I think it's going to be very successful in the short term. Like, I think you could see the Rockets being one of the best teams from here on out to the end of the regular season. I think it'll work tremendously in the regular season. Um, They'll string off wins. But you break it down in seven games in a half-court style of play where there's adjustments night after night. And, like, dude, you have one cold shooting night at home and you you drop a home game. Obviously, you, you can say that for You it. do. You can but say that for everyone. I just – I have trouble thinking that this can work in the playoffs, though I do think it's a lot of fun. And I think they're going to win a ton of games in the short term. It's just – I don't know, man. It's it's so much of a gamble, in my opinion. It is, but this is why I even commend Maury more than building around his players, is instead of just looking at his roster and being like, okay, maybe like things will switch up, and instead of beating your head against the wall of like, you know, you never know, maybe we'll get lucky or hot in the playoffs, like they clearly weren't a top four team in the West or a top three team. They clearly were not going to win with that team. 
it was clear. They just weren't good enough. They were a really good team, but they weren't good enough. So he said, you know, why not, like, actually try to figure out a way to win this? Right, so we'll right. see. I agree with the playoff thing. I think that's everyone's think assumption. Think about this, though. But think we've never this, seen though. this before. No, yeah, exactly. So it's really all skepticism. But think about this. Let's say the playoffs started today. The Lakers are one. The Nuggets are two. The Clippers are three. The Jazz are four. The Rockets are five. There you go. You got Anthony Davis at one, Nikola Jokic at two, just the Clippers in general at three. Like, you're probably screwed. And then Rudy Gobert at four. Like, they're going to have some matchup problems. And But that's are... the beauty of it is their matchup problems fare just as well on the other end. Jokic and, like, Anthony Davis is the one big out of all those who guys. Who can defend on the can defend stuff. Like, Jokic, yeah, he'll dominate down low. But on the other end, he'll be an absolute liability. So Slob. That's what I'm excited for. All right, it's we got to move on. It's fun. We got to move on. All right. Do you think the Knicks will make it to the Super Bowl? Asked Mitchell Karg. So, I don't think Mitchell asked if the Knicks yes, go to the Super yes, Bowl. Yes. Um, Mitchell, I don't think that they have what really takes. what it takes in the trenches um, <laughs> on the offensive and defensive line. Um, they've got some good weapons. Like, you can throw a goal line fade to Elfram Payton and Frank, but when it comes down to it, games are won and lost in the trenches in football, so I don't think the Knicks have what it takes. See, I love the jokes, like, and it was a great spin on the question, but if the Knicks have anything, it's trenches because we have 19 power forwards. So, <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> you should have looked at the roster first. The only reason I actually pose this question is because I want to go on like a one-minute rant real quick. I'm sure you do. We're recording before the Knicks play the Hawks, which would be a big game. But the Knicks are on a four-game win streak. And there's been a lot of debate centered around the Knicks right now on Twitter between my friends or, or other people who support the team. And then I think this is just a broad general thing. And, Abe, I can get your stance on this after. But the thought of tanking right now in this current lottery system and then choosing not so to win games. People are complaining that the Knicks are winning games, but people also don't understand no one's going to come play in Madison Square Garden if they're constantly the worst team in the league. They had the worst record last year, and they got the third pick. They missed out on Zion and John Morant. It was absolutely brutal to the franchise. So Let's, they not, won- disrespect. Let's not disrespect R.J. Barrett yet. I love R.J. Barrett, but the point is, are we going to continue to tank, quote-unquote, while waiting for a top draft pick, you have a 7% better chance each time you move up. Like, it's just not worth it. Or can we stop being the laughing stock of the league and show... Gotta build a culture. Gotta yeah, build a build culture. Build a culture. Build... Because, because what you can show is if you have... They're not making the playoffs, to be clear. But if they happen to... to <laughs> Thanks, at dude. least Breaking news. Time. That's our second breaking news of the episode. Well, they're they're only five and a half back, and we play the Hawks and then Wizards. We could literally be yeah, like five and a half. half. That's a third of the amount of wins that you have. Yeah, five and a half is a lot, but people are also like, well, Portland's going to make the playoffs. They're also five and a half back. So let's just keep it even on, on the East and the West. Point is... You need to prove one thing is that you can win games and you're not a joke. And two, like, if you can win with this roster, then the Knicks can literally win games and compete. And you need to compete. So I don't care about the draft pick because the Pelicans got the number one pick. The Lakers got a top pick. Like, it's shown that they have changed the lottery system to prevent tanking. Don't tank. Win games. Mike Miller for president. But you didn't answer the question. Of what? Do you think the Knicks are going to the Super Bowl? (laughs) I don't think we're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Only because the Ravens are also in the AFC. 
Moving Lamar, on. Lamar, Lamar versus Julius Randle. <laughs> Julius Randle's spin move, I mean, he spams that circle button like crazy. He would be right, a good I'm, Madden I'm player. That was enough talk on the Knicks. That is. But do you, well, what's your stance on it? Do you agree that teams should not tank? Or, I mean, you went through it as a Sixers fan. You trust the process. And then you trust the process and look where you guys are. You're theoretically contending. Don't say the process failed. I, I didn't say the process failed. But my point is, do you think you need, well, it was also different odds at the time. Like 25% to the first pick is a big jump from 14%. So what's your thought on the on the issue in general? Just like tanking, I mean, obviously the lottery changed up everything. Mm-hmm. But listen, the Knicks. I'm going to talk about the Knicks for a couple more seconds. <laughs> the Knicks are such a laughing stock around the NBA in the eyes of the players, the eyes of the executives. That I mean, it helps that you guys are winning games, but I I don't think tanking is like the root of the Knicks problem. It's really it's Dolan, man. You got to sell the team, and then things well, will start to change. Well, he's not selling the team, but they made listen. They made a big step. They fired the president. I the guy they hired, obviously Leon Rose. It's TBD. The Knicks always hire a good guy, but like you have to win basketball games. And people say tank. Okay, so what? We can bundle another lottery pick. Like the Knicks don't draft well, so who cares? Maybe the best case scenario is someone falls into our lap at seven that we would have overdrafted at four. Like the, I just think win games. Last That's thing on it. the Knicks, Jack, as as your as your friend, I want to have a heart to heart with you. Yeah. I take this very seriously. Enjoy these times of being a Knicks fan. Because when the Sixers were tanking, those were some of my my favorite times as a Sixers fan. Not a worry in the world, just some ping pong balls, and it was such a good feeling winning games because you knew you sucked. When there are expectations, Jack, Everything sucks. I know. It I, all I mean, it sucks. was the Ravens this year, 14-2. It's only, you can only fail unless you get the big game. Knicks are undefeated in February 4-0. If they beat the Hawks, which I think we match up with them well, although point guards kill us. So Trey probably goes for 40 tonight, but it's teams that play defense and the Hawks play no defense. We get the Wizards at home. Could we be on a six-game okay, no win next. streak no headed next. into the All-Star break? Stay tuned. For Monday's episode, or Thursday's episode. All right, some ads real quick, then some more Monday mailbag. I will begin. Ever see an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt, actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com, use code BLUE, for 20% off at checkout. That's untuckit.com, promo code BLUE, for 20% off. Nice, nice, nice. But our guys at Bet Online are back. Did you miss your chance to bet out on the Chiefs a couple weeks ago? Fear not, listener. Blue Wire That's is excited high. to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win the big bet no matter the time of year. March Madness coming up, the Masters, Major League Opening Day, NBA Playoffs, the XFL. Uh, what other sports we got that is going on? Um, Next money line. You can bet on anything. You can bet on anything. I've learned that the hard way. Speaking of which, I'm going to throw in a little ad lib in this ad. I bet yesterday on women's college lacrosse. <laughs> but Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Plus, it's never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 2021. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to re- 
to revive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Jack and I signed up. Super easy. If you're already making wagers, it's a fantastic way to support Jack and I and the Snapback Podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. That's how Jack and I bet. We love it. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Excellent. All right, Andres J0048 asks, why does Jack never iron his shirt? Honestly, I don't Sloppy know. Sloppy piece of shit. Yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, Drew Dot Biggs, Devin Booker to the Wolves? I think Drew is really talking about – Drew, DM me. We can talk about this. But I think he's just saying that because aren't him, Cat, and D'Lo all best friends? No, like everyone's been saying he's the third piece that's going to come like this summer or – I think – I think I know they all share the same agent or they did because it was – no, D'Lo doesn't have Leon Rose, I don't think. But Leon was Cat and Booker's agent. Obviously, there's the Kentucky connection, Cat and D-Book or D-Lo. Too many Ds. Um, <laughs> Cat and Booker is the wild pause. Cat connection. Pause. Uh, yeah. Cat <laughs> and Booker are the wild, <laughs> are the wild cat – connection um do i think he's gonna go to the wolves no didn't he sign a huge extension uh, yeah like, what, are the wolves, like he's what are the wolves Phoenix. trading to the suns i would love right they have nothing left at this point i think devin booker to the wolves in in theory is fun it's That's fun a young it's fun. core and but maybe you mentioned like that the their agent was leon rose so maybe it's devin booker to the knicks things to think about things to think about <laughs> Warner Gaffart, I swear that's his name. Warner G E A R D T underscore Warner Gaffart. Blazers make the playoffs. They were in the conference finals last year. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean they're what two and a half out right now. The eight. I don't yeah, know. Two and a half. Correct. Yeah, no, I think so. I'm getting this off Firefest.com standings. <laughs> um, yeah, we're two and a half. Two of the Blazers are two and a half games back um, of the Grizzlies. That's That team is fun, man. That yeah. team is fun because they play hard. That's um, an example of a team that did not tank. They just weren't good, and they got rewarded for it. Anyway, sorry for right. cutting you off. But, uh, I mean, it's actually crazy. Like, you saw the Dame no call on the goaltending against yeah. Utah the other night. Like, he's actually – 100% right. They're in the heart of a playoff race where every single game matters for them. Um, you know what? I like Dame. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he can string together some wins down the end and maybe a young team like the Grizzlies kind of falls apart when it matters. I don't know how many matchups they have left against each other. But uh, I'm going to say, yeah, the Blazers sneak in and lose in So in who falls out in your the opinion? Lakers. The Grizzlies. No, it's literally the only way. Okay. They're, they're eight games back of the seventh seed of the Mavs. Okay. So it's the Mavs, Mavs, and then the Grizzlies are five and a half back of them and the Blazers. So it's it's the Blazers and the Grizzlies for that top spot. But you got teams like the Suns. I mean, not the Suns, the Spurs that are four games out, the Pelicans that are four and a half games out. It's fun, but I'll give Dame the benefit of the doubt. Right, so like you Dame. throw those names in the ring, then we can throw the Knickerbockers in the ring on the East, you know? All right, cool. Um, <laughs> Soren.Philip or Soren underscore Philip. Can we get some college b-ball talk on the pod? Who's winning it all? So, I'm not going to lie. Abe and I talked about this beforehand. We haven't been consuming a ton of college basketball. I would say we're actually normally pretty big college basketball fans. Haven't gotten right. to watch a ton. Meanwhile, the UNC-Duke game well, was That was the night. craziest UNC collapse life. was they, ab- 
They it blew. wasn't even a collapse, Jack. They no, they they had negative interest in winning that basketball game. <laughs> Not twice. Like at one point, Duke was like in overtime, like okay, fine, you know, you deserve it, take it. And UNC was like, nah, we're good. Trey Jones with the greatest miss free throw of all time. Agreed. No, De'Aaron Fox two weeks ago. That Remember was that? that was also impressive, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I always, I'm a big believer in fouling up three. How about you? In terms of like like, with like ten like, seconds left. Yeah, UNC decided yeah, to foul time, with four points. Yeah. Always. It just didn't Always. work out, but the chances that Trey Jones could get that rebound and then hit a pull-up jumper after dribbling through a double team in the mid-range, and he airballed like three shots in overtime. It, it's just unlikely. I take those odds over. This college Duke. basketball year. This college basketball year is kind of like the NFL this year. Everyone stinks. It's very right? up it's in the air. It's very like being up in the being air. being on the number one seed and the number one team in the country is a death sentence. That means you're losing <laughs> that week. Except Baylor. Baylor's held that spot Baylor's for a while. On. They're, they're um, pretty good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take Kansas to win it all. Oh, you're of, actually making a right pick. Now. Yeah, why not? That was the question. <laughs> I guess. I was just going to say we're going to get more focused on it and actually you know, start to pay more attention. Okay, so Charlie, bleep out my pick and then <laughs> we'll tease it. Actually, let's, let's throw a bleep in there. <laughs> um, all right, So, but for Soren, just a, a heads up, as we get closer to March Madness, we will potentially be doing a fun activation, maybe even with Spotify, that we'll do a pod like every day of the tournament, either recapping or previewing the next day. So that could be pretty cool, but we're going to... That's why they pay us the big bucks, baby. Yeah, we're going to get more locked in on CBB. All right, Sam O'Brien, 34, and I'm sure a bunch of you guys actually had this question as well. Thoughts on the XFL, but more importantly, is the XFL going to be a thing 20 years from now? So I think like everyone's curious what we think about the XFL, but... Will it actually last? Well, before I talk about will it last, let's just get out in front that my D.C. defenders, hard-fought win yesterday, two defensive touchdowns. Do you think that name is just a coincidence? <laughs> think again. Um, so I've got a future on the defenders. Very excited to track them. But uh, to put it bluntly, this XFL league is screwed. Wow. I was watching it. I was watching it yesterday. I mean, not AAF screwed. Like, like which is something just disbanded uh, the arena football league, even though that had a good run. Yep. But uh, like think about what you, think about the NFL and what you watch football for. Neither of us, you and I grew up playing organized football in like a league or something. Whoa, we, whoa, whoa, whoa. Eighth grade played running back first career carry 10 yards. Second through 12th career carry all went for negative yards. Finished my career with negative rushing yards. But don't put that on my name that I never played organized football. Eighth grade football. Anyway. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. I actually yeah. didn't know that. I actually oh, yeah. really didn't think Greatest 10-yard so. carry of all time. And then I literally did not gain a yard. Was it a zone read power run? What, what was, what was no, the No, so, so we ran an interesting – we pretty much ran a wildcat and our fullback. <laughs> so in eighth grade, our fullback was like 6'4", 200 pounds. So he would get direct snapped every time, and then they would hand to me. So it was like a read option in the shotgun, and we just apparently weren't blocking well. So – yeah, but uh, listen, the way I view the XFL, it's very fun and new. Like, it's kind of like like Mac football in college football, right? Like, it's fun. It's on a Tuesday night. It's like fills the void. It feels like that little appetite to get you to the real thing, and that's college football on Saturday. But what I was saying is like, so neither of you or I grew up 
playing football for more than 12 carries. I'll preface <laughs> it with that. Thank um, you. But, so, but we still loved the sport. You were a diehard Ravens fan growing up, and I am. I was a diehard Eagles fan because we were born into that. We have an emotional tie to a team, and no matter what the players are on that team, we're going to support that team, those jerseys. Nobody really had – nobody – I'm not going to say really. Nobody has a tie to any of these teams, essentially, unless you have like a, a family member who's on the team. But even then, you probably don't give a shit. But um, <laughs> so you're telling me no one's going to watch the XFL, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. For the love of the sport of football. Which is their tagline. Wa- That's literally their tagline. For the love right. of the game. For the love of football. Yeah, they can try and shove that narrative down our throats, but I'm not buying it. Um, people are watching it because it's new. It's football when it's not football season. There are some interesting rules. But let me ask you this, Jack. What do you think the ratings drop-offs are going to be from week one this weekend to week two next weekend? I guarantee they are substantial. The drop-off people, will be – there will be a drop-off. I think. I'm I bet you interested. there was a big drop-off from yesterday to today. That's interesting. I, I'm curious. I really do think so. Yeah, I'm curious what that will be. I think – I'm more curious about the drop-off from week one to week six. So if you were – you don't remember probably XFL one the first time they tried it, but I actually studied it in school, <laughs> and what? It, yeah, th- that's how big of a joke. What was the class? Sport management, like that's tex- that's Texas education for exactly. you, exactly. So we studied the XFL. We had a whole case study on it. We did a whole project on it. We actually did a project while I was in college. If you were to bring back the XFL, how would you do it? I swear on my life. But the biggest drop off. In I got an A. Everyone got an A. The biggest drop off was from like the week si- week one. Like they had this massive success to week seven. I think social media is carrying them. The fact that they're partnered with Fox and ABC and ESPN is big for them. And I do really like the rule changes. My question is because you brought up the a kickoffs. Super- the kickoffs are electric. Yeah, the kickoffs are great. The fact that their team was down 17 today and it was still a two-possession game, I think, makes it more intriguing. I prefer the 4th and 15 over an onside kick. Like These are all great rules and great concepts. My question is, and you pointed it out, you're a diehard Eagles fan. Okay, so people are going to go with teams that are close to them. But there's only eight cities. So then how are you picking? Because the players aren't like big enough names to where you would really gravitate towards them. So can they last for 20 years? As and then this is the question mark. Do they want to be a league that feeds into the NFL or do they want to actually compete with the NFL? Because the players have actually the NFL players have actually been pretty supportive of the XFL. Uh, the the broadcasts, the networks, they're all super excited about the XFL. So it's been a positive thought. It's trending number 1 on Twitter. But where do they want to place themselves? Because if they want to be a competing league, then they're competing with the top league in the country, which is going to be very that, that's tough. An inter- that's an interesting point. Go ahead, finish your And then, that's yeah, point two is if they want to be a league that feeds into the NFL, which is totally fine, and we saw some AAF players get tryouts and make teams, then they're not going to be on Fox and ESPN. No one watches the G League, and although we love football – it's just it won't be different. If you're going to feed in, you're never if your top town's going to get poached, then you're screwed if you want to compete right. against them. Right. Exactly. You're saying do they want to form themselves as a league that's its own entity or is it like the G League of the NFL? Right. But in my opinion, like the commissioner, I don't know, Oliver Andrew Luck's dad's the commissioner, whoever mm-hmm. organized the AFF, AAF. Yeah. No. 
XFL. Sorry, yeah. too many leagues, too many letters. <laughs> um, they have no choice because you're telling me that a star quarterback in the XFL, say the MVP of the XFL, who everyone loves, he's like this big rah-rah, good with kids, you know, he's just a, a yeah. face that people love. He can become get 5 million followers on Instagram. He gets a single call from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a tryout. He's kicking the XFL to the side. The players have all the control because if they're playing well, the NFL is going to give them a chance. They'll get called. I guarantee you players get called for training camp next year. And it's just about filtering out this, your most talented of the not talented football players, right? The NFL are the top tier and the XFL are just like the washouts. You're, you're filling in your top talent with worst talent when those guys leave for the NFL. So that's how I see it because, dude, there's nothing like the NFL. There will never be an entity. It is, it is a monopoly in the purest sense of the word. Every major every major sports league is. So I just don't see a way that this is that this can be sustained. Like, do you watch – does anyone watch minor league baseball? Does anyone watch the G League? Does anyone watch, um, like – AHL You're, hockey. It's yeah, it's all the same thing. Yeah, I will say the one thing they have going for them, there's like outside of the NBA right now, and it's like these these regular season NBA games which can get mon- mononymous, metonymous, metonymous, hippopotamus. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna try yeah, and understand yeah. what you're doing. Uh, we'll just for. avoid that one. But <laughs> there is nothing on. So it's the only thing really on during the weekends. The difference is the NFL, like Sunday football, they own a day. They own a day of the week. But it's not that they own a day. It's that if the if but if the Eagles played on Thursday, you're watching. If the Eagles played right. Saturday night, you're watching. If they played Monday, but no night, matter you're who plays on Sunday, you're on your couch from one to ten. You're watching NFL football. Did you watch how many XFL games did you watch this weekend? One because I bet on the defenders. Okay, so they're they I are had it on, I had it on. I had the LA one on in the background. And I didn't even turn it on today once. Right. I really don't care. Exactly. And I think I don't you, care. I think they're embracing gambling, which is great, and it's really smart. They have to. They have to. But I think, for me, my answer to Sam's question is, I honestly can't make a call yet. People forget like how hard and how long it takes to actually build a league. They need the money, and they need Vince McMahon to be all in on spending the money, which it sounds like he is, potentially. But it's like the NFL after 20 years was nothing. It was literally nothing, right? So if you're trying to compete against the NFL, it's going to look tough. But if you're just trying to build another football league that fills the void of three months of entertaining football, cool rules, it's upbeat, it's it's fast-paced, then who knows? And maybe it all spins if college players decide, you know, I'm yeah, going to go what they that, have. That's what, right? I think that's the route they want to go. Right. So they have a bunch of angles to this. I just don't know. Twenty years is a long time. Takes a lot of money. Takes it takes passion and tradition, and it's all the things the XFL is focused on. It's just like, will someone really be focused yeah. on this league over the NFL? We'll see. The NFL isn't a a just a sports league. It's a cult. It's a culture. It's a. It's just you revolve a whole one seventh of your week around that every week, whether or not your team plays. In my opinion, the XFL needs like. Antonio Brown to go play for them yeah. or, or Johnny Manziel. But, but like every now the and then they, a name needs to pop up. Yes, they need the marketing splash to keep it interesting to make you tune in. But overall, they need quality football. 
and they need diehard fans. And those are things that take a very long time to build. Not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying it's very I was actually, hard. yesterday, I was actually curious. I was like, I wonder how much a ticket costs for the opening week of the XFL. I looked. They were, like, kind of expensive. Well, it was like the, are you the looking off, seat? like, StubHub or TickPick or something? Oh, the official sponsor of the Snapback Sports Pod. Yeah. But is that what is that what you were looking on? Yeah. Okay. And so so the initial tickets it was like actually, seventy dollars for like the cheapest the worst seat in the building. So the initial tickets were like thirty bucks get in, and you could get season tickets for like three hundred bucks. So they were cheap. I guess people were reselling. I would imagine by week three, like those tickets are going to be pennies on the dollar, though. Yeah, I mean they're they actually like the Guardians play at MetLife, right? The New York Guardians. Um, Seattle plays in the Seahawks stadium. Uh, I think that's it. I think my defenders played on like a soccer field. <laughs> it was, you know, I, I'm rooting for them. I'm definitely not rooting against them. There's nothing wrong with, like, they're not taken away from anything. So, You know what I'm comparing the XFL to? You know when you go food shopping and, like, they have free samples, but you know you're not going to buy it no matter what, but you're just going <laughs> to go eat it anyway? That's what the XFL is. You're like, oh, this is nice, and you'll keep on with your day. I don't hate but that. You know, you know going up to that free sample table, there's no way in hell you're actually buying the product. And, like, maybe after you go to that grocery store a hundred times, you eat the same cheese block a hundred times as a free sample, maybe. I literally do it every week at Trader Joe's. Then maybe the hundred first time you're like, eh, I'll try this block of cheese. Maybe. And I, I've think, actually, I think you're right. I have actually – we're getting off sports now, but I've actually like gotten a free sample, done a lap, and then went back to get another one, yeah, hoping there's no this shame never in caught that. me. There's no shame no. in that. All right, final question from it's Nathan Reese to the Real League, which is the National Football League. Does Tom Brady stay with the Patriots? Yeah, he does. I think it would be the reports. weirdest move of all time. Uh, yeah, it would stink. Um, just because he stinks, but like there, I don't know how the validity of of this report, but like they're saying they're willing to pay him up to thirty five million dollars. Like first off, God bless them, right? Because that's just like a, as like a, a bonus at the end of his career. Like thanks for what you did, but he said apparently no, spend it and go get weapons. Which I don't know why every quarterback in the NFL doesn't do that because if if you make less money with your team for the better of the team, that'll make you. Make more money. The endorsements, the bonuses, this and that. Obviously, it's not all guaranteed. Yeah, but you want the most guaranteed money, but I don't know. It's just like I don't understand why people like Mahomes doesn't do that, like Lamar eventually. Because because I get what you're saying and the value. You got to feed the fam. You got to feed the fam. No, it's not about feeding the fam, but it's like I've thought deep about this before. It's like, okay, if he took $40 million or $38 million, Yes, I think he can make that difference up, but like the difference in taking Mahomes taking forty versus like twenty, you don't make that no, up I in think, endorsements. I, no, I mean he's not making twenty million dollars a year, Jack. It's more like the difference between forty and thirty, which well, we've gone over this before. Unfortunately, I'm not fortunate enough to know <laughs> what the, that difference is. But listen, I mean, I just can't see Tom in a different uniform. I think he'll inevitably take a little less money. He'll make like probably twenty five million dollars a year, which Poor Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, but I think they're going to pay him. I, I really do. The relationship is too strong. I bet you Kraft wants to pay him and Bill doesn't. They don't have a draft pick or draft capital, really. They also That's, don't draft that well. They don't draft great. And 
They don't need like there's not a quarterback in this draft who you're dying to have. Honestly, best case scenario, get Tom Brady. I don't know. He goes two and fourteen. Like it's not realistic, but he stinks, and you get Trevor Lawrence. Like that's the guy you want. Tua Herbert. They could be good. Who knows? But like, what if Tom's like amazing again? <laughs> so the funny thing was, all I did all year was say he was washed, and then I watched the playoff game. He still can make throws. Like, and he was throwing them with zip. It really came down to his weapons were brutal. The defense was excellent. They kind of faltered later in the year. And then the O-line, that's the biggest thing. That's always been Tom's biggest thing is he had incredible O-line. If they repackage that O-line, dude, in that division, come on. Like, they're going to yeah. be in the playoffs. And then it just takes Bill's greatness, Tom's greatness. He puts together a three-game stretch. They run the ball. They're going to the, they're gonna go to the Super Bowl next year. 100%. There's no doubt. <laughs> and he'll win seven. He'll have the most titles more than any franchise. He'll walk off into the sunset. It'll be great. The NFL will applaud him. We'll applaud him. He'll be gone, so no one will have any angst towards him. That's how the 2021 season. still think people hate the Patriots, though. Yeah, of, like even of after course. he's gone, because I still Boston think fans are and Patriots fans are just spoiled brats. But yeah, oh, um, there's nothing worse. Oh my god, I hate that kid. Who? I wonder if he's a listener of the pod. You know that like famous photo of the oh, yeah. the kid at the Boston parade. I'm 16 years old. This is my 13th parade. <laughs> I hate that kid. Right. I you get one kid. You get kid. one title. I've had parade. two. I've had two in my lifetime uh, between the Phillies in 08 and the Eagles and. I could die happy. <laughs> I could die happy. All right, let's keep like, you oh, above ki- above ground. But yeah, f that kid. Um, Snapback fam, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> what if he's a listener? What if he's a listener? <laughs> That'd be epic. If he's a yeah, listener, I need him to DM me and to call. Yeah. He'll, he's got to come on. Facts. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow on Spotify. Make sure you f- send to your friends. We have some really cool stuff coming up. Knicks are up one in the first quarter. Last time I... Oh! Up seven in the first quarter. Jack, no one Five cares, game win streak. No Here we cares. go. We are the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. Huh? Sixers are down, the Sixers are down by three to the Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls are a good squad. Um, Alright, well since you can't eat, I'm gonna go eat dinner because I'm right, starving. Have fun. Snapback fam, we will catch you on Thursday. Much love. Oh, Joel's balling. Peace. <laughs>